Welcome back to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast by students and graduates. This episode is the second part in a series on Blade Runner, focusing mainly on the recent film, Blade Runner 2049, as we discuss some of its key themes over a few beers. Enjoy! Our discussion on Blade Runner. We're going to talk now about Blade Runner 2049, the sequel. I think we like that a lot more than we did the first. What were our initial thoughts? Immediately what you noticed from the second one is it's a lot more fast-paced. Mm. But, you know, I can't really put my finger on why it's so better paced because there's not a huge amount more going on in the second one than there is in the first one. I think... It just seems to work better. I think, that, yeah, the, the where the action scenes are placed helps that a lot but I think it's also to do with the fact that we're more engaged with what the characters are doing and why mm. we're introduced to Ryan Gosling from the get go we know he's a replicant I think he's just a much better and more engaging character than Deckard at least Deckard in the, in the first film yeah we'll briefly outline the plot which is a lot harder I think because it's a little, yeah, 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 a little bit more going on so what is it 30 years after Ryan Gosling plays K who is a Slash Joe. Who is a replicant, but he's also a blade runner. He hunts older models. Yeah. Uh, and a lot has happened in these 30 years. Yeah, so there's been a big blackout of knowledge. Things have kind of recovered a tiny bit, but mm. mostly they everything's the same. Like there's farming and things going on. The Tyrell Corporation's gone. Yeah, it's the Wallace Foundation or whatever it is, which yeah. sounds like a charity. Yeah, and now uh, replicants are being used on Earth. Yeah. Um, because they're safer, I guess. They're more susceptible to control. Yeah. And their job is to hunt old Yeah, he, he, he says, my kind don't run. Yeah. When he's talking to an older replicant. How does it feel? Killing your own guy. I don't retire my own kind because we don't run. Only older models do. Yeah, so it, it begins with him going to a farm. Is it a worm farm? So it's, it's a protein farm, yeah, mm-hmm. he's farming worms. And Dave Bautista, who um, is a, a wrestler. He's, he's an actor. He's an actor, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he plays Drax the Destroyer from... Uh, he's my favourite character. Guardians of the Galaxy. What, in Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. So yeah, he, he goes to retire at Dave Bautista, and Dave Bautista is killed and he's he's been sort of punched in the throat a couple of times after he says that you've never seen a miracle so uh, yeah and, and he, he finds a few clues at the farmhouse I'll buy that last one <laughs> over here a clue look I found a key in this old chest basically discovers that a replicant uh, spoilers is Sean Young's character from the first film uh, she's been buried yeah they find the bones of. they find her bones and they find that somebody's trying that. to do a C-section yeah and that she had a child Mm-hmm. So Kay is ordered to destroy the child. King Herod style. King Herod style, because it's going to upset the balance of everything yeah. completely. Uh, it's going to tip the world over if people did, realise that replicants... Did, what does she say? Break the world? Destroy the world? Or barriers or something. It'll um, destroy barriers that exist to keep us safe. The world is built on a wall. It separates kind. Tell either side there's no wall... You bought a war. Or a slaughter. 
mm. kind of extremely utilitarian thinking, you know, for the greater good of, of order, kill the kid. It is my job to keep order. That's what we do here. We keep order. So he sets off to find the identity of the child, and he has this uh, AI kind of Girlfriend. Cortana Alexa, Alexa style thing. Yeah, um, who basically is like the dream. What's her name? Joy. Joy. Yeah, she's the she's the dream wife. Basically, she's like a hologram, and through conversations with her and through revelations and a memory that he thinks was an implant, he finds out the memory was real. Hmm. He takes his memory to a memory maker, and she tells him that she's the one who designs memories. Yeah. For right? yeah. she says, "No, this memory is real." So he knows that his memory is a real one. Yeah. So at that point, we're in the film. We're contemplating whether it's his memory. I always knew you were special. Maybe this is how. Woman born, pushed into the world, wanted, loved. And if it were true, I'd be hunted for the rest of my life by someone just like me. It's a kid who dream a little. And he's actually. He, th- so he, thinks, he thinks that. He's the child. So he thinks he's the uh, the first um, replicant offspring. Yeah. So as he finds this out, he's called in by the police, mm. and he does his, his check to make sure it was cogs. It's not boy camp anymore, is it? Yeah, it's like that. Baseline. Baseline test. Yeah. So he has to repeat a bunch of words while while being within asked. cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Within cells Cells. Have you ever been in an institution? Cells. Cells. Do they keep you in a cell? Cells. Cells. When you're not performing your duties, do they keep you in a little box? Cells. Cells. Interlinked. Interlinked. What's it like to hold the hand of someone you love? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do they teach you how to feel finger to finger? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do you long for having your heart interlinked? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do you dream about being interlinked? Interlinked. What's it like to hold your child in your arms? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do you feel that there's a part of you that's missing? Interlinked. Interlinked. Within cells, interlinked. Within cells, interlinked. He has to repeat all these words uh, while he's being asked emotional questions, like what's it like to hold the hand of someone you love? Yeah. And um, he doesn't do it very well. Yeah, and, and so he goes on the run. The police officer woman lets him go. Mm-hmm. So he goes to find... His dad. He goes to find his dad. Yeah. They have a bit of a chat. Here he is. Too many questions. I had your job. I was good at it. It was simpler than... Why are you making it complicated? Why don't you just answer the question? What question? I didn't figure you as one for bullshit. What's her name? Because the, the Wallace Corporation is desperately trying to create life in this way. So they they want Harrison Ford to. Yeah, they, they want the they want the child. So they still Harrison Ford. Uh, Joy is destroyed because she's she's on a little like a vape. Pen. Yeah, vape. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's she's still on a vape pen and that's that's crushed. The leader of a replicant movement 
Yeah. Which I think is, isn't that well set up. It's very in the background the whole time. The payoff isn't, isn't great. Because mm. she's a very good actress. It's a little bit out of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah. I think it, that felt like setting up for a sequel. Or, so it's, I think it is. Yeah, well, it was. Mm. Not anymore. That might be. <laughs> well, 30 years' time. Yeah, another 30 years. Ryan Gosling being the old man Ford. Yeah. Old and man. they can dig up Harrison Ford's bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, <laughs> This man died giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> man to have he died under the stress of every franchise he's been in. <laughs> he died after he watched the Star Wars holiday special. Nice. So, um, the leader of this Rebecca movement, she reveals to Kay he's not the fucking chosen one. He's not the son of a replicant and that. Did you think he was? When you were watching it the first yeah, time, did you buy into it? I think I did buy into it. I didn't. I never did. I thought I was full straight away I was thinking this is somebody else's memory but I totally bought into his reaction to it I thought that was fucking great and as he's walking along he sees because his world has just been destroyed yeah yeah he sees a big advertisement of, of joy this blank slate big naked advertisement refers to him as Joe just to, just to rub salt into the wounds yeah, she, you know she has no memory of him. He's, he's not her. It's not his. You look like joy. an average Joe or something. Yeah, so. and he's just like, oh fuck, yeah, everything was a lie. What a day, hmm? You look lonely. I can fix that. You look like a good Joe. So instead of killing Deckard like he was ordered to, he saves Deckard in a moment of trying to carve his own identity. And I think that payoff, that act of compassion works a lot better than yeah. than the act of compassion that builds up in the second in the first one. I don't know why he saved me. Uh so yeah, what did we think of Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I think I was much more invested. Kind of the same bait and switch. If we're taking it that Harrison Ford is a replicant, at the end of the film, you're like, oh my god, he's a replicant. But in this one, it's, oh my god, he's, he's a human. human. Oh my god, he's not a human. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, just blurring the lines between human and mm. replicant even more. I think, uh, same as the first film, it doesn't ultimately matter because his identity was never through any of that. It was it was through his choice at the end to, to save Harrison Ford. That was what defined him. I don't know why he's saying uh, There's a lot more going on with colour as well, but still manages to be quite bleak. It's a brilliant film. Actually. Yeah, it's... it's Every shot is incredible. The, the use of uh, scale models again mm-hmm. is, is really refreshing to see a new film do that. It's just Rogue this, One did that. Mm, yeah. Well, the, so did The Last Jedi. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a bit. But, yeah, so we'll talk about the themes yeah. uh, a lot more now that we've gone through the plot. and. Mm-hmm.
first thing I wanted to throw up is the film Blindest. <laughs> Why have you written it? Well, because Eyes of the Wither of the Soul and the, the antagonist. The Eyes of a Child. He's blind as hell. Yeah, he's blind. In the antagonist the in the second blind is he's, he's, he's got no fucking <laughs> eyes. It's, it's like, I would ask a, any blind person who's seen the film. Oh wait. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, no, I think I think Wallace is a really interesting character. He's got this big reliance on technology. He uses these little mm. things to to it's see. I know what things. I think that ties in with the the biblical stuff a lot more. Which works a lot better in this film. Yeah. An angel should never enter the kingdom of heaven without a gift. The idea that he's hubristic, he's kind of conquered nature and conquered fertility and female reproduction. It sets him up as a proper antagonist kind of thing. Can I ask a question? Does the ability to reproduce make the replicants more, more human. human than human? Well, I was thinking about it. Just the way, tagline, the way they're built is like idyllic um, Western culture beauty standards, right? Yeah. These replicants are like bloody Dave Bautista who's built like a fucking brick house. Well, I don't know. Are you mad? Yeah, no, no, yeah, he is, but like, I don't know if they're... Yeah, but Roy's blonde. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I like, so in the first one, that guy with the moustache, the guy at the very start, oh, I guess. does a okay. contest, and he's like, what's he's a turtle? You're in a desert. Walking along in the sand when all of a sudden... Is this the test now? Yes. You're in a desert walking along in the sand when all of a sudden you look down... What? What desert? It doesn't make any difference what desert is completely hypothetical. But how come I'd be there? Maybe you're fed up. Maybe you want to be by yourself. Who knows? You look down and you see a tortoise, Leon. It's crawling towards you. Tortoise? What's that? You know what a turtle is? Of course. Same thing. Never seen a turtle. But I understand what you mean. You reach down, you flip the tortoise over on its back, Leon. Do you make up these questions, Mr. Holden? Or do they write them down for you? The tortoise lays on its back, its belly baking in the hot sun, beating its legs, trying to turn itself over, but it can't. Not without your help. But you're not helping. What do you mean, I'm not helping? I mean, you're not helping. Why is that, Leon? Yeah, he's I think he's designed to lift um, shit. Yeah, to lift things basically. He's a, he's a pump truck. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and Press is a pleasure model. Yeah, for uh, soldiers. Yeah, off world. Yeah. First of all, they're built as the like idyllic human in the human form, and now they can reproduce. So they're basically just a higher form of yeah. Life. So the ability to reproduce, so you mentioned that. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking when you said that about. Have you seen the film Children of Men? Yeah. The way that. Have you seen it, Joe? No, I haven't. So. Really Do you want any quick facts? No. I can fire off a couple. Don't. Don't. I don't we've had enough of facts. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's a. It's it, really good. It's an early noughties film starring Clive Owen. I'm going to say 2003. The idea is that. It's like a road trip kind of thing. It's a, it's it's a, a dystopia. We, we can't give birth anymore. There's yeah, no humans stop the possibility to get back. back, and society just goes fucking nuts. And the old, the youngest uh, human dies. Yeah, the, the, the eighteen-year-old. Yeah, at the he's, he's like a celebrity. And he's a cunt. Yeah, two thousand six, man. Oh, you're fucking joking. So it's interesting there how the, yeah, just the ability, losing the ability to reproduce. Mm. But I think that's that's more in that film. It's more of a cultural. It's almost like nothing matters. It's like it's like when people say. Oh, you've got a day to live, um, mm. and people go nuts. 
Oh, and the the whole point of it is that there is one woman who can. Yeah, that's that's why it's like and a they're trying to get yeah. her to safety. Um, because she's she's black and um, the, Britain is like a xenophobic, horrible. Yeah, they're deporting every foreigner okay. because yeah. everyone is trying to get into Britain because every the rest of the world's on fire. Because Britain's an island, it's just about managed to be okay, but it's but not. it's intentionally like reminiscent of the Holocaust, okay. the way that the people in cages yeah. and people being ripped out of their homes and stuff like that. Right. The big um, continuation is that religious people just go nuts over this idea. They think that everyone's being punished. That God has yeah. made everybody barren and unable to reproduce because He's displeased with us. Um, science goes fucking crazy everyone's looking for answers people are bombing shit the first scene is him buying a cup of coffee and the coffee shop he was just in explodes yeah and he's just like oh rough day Nice <laughs> <laughs> one the government are giving out suicide mm, kits fucking hell two other decent sci-fi films from Philip K. Dick novels Total Recall and Minority Report I didn't happen to have a piece of cheese about you now would you want I don't know because we don't have two species mm. on this planet so we only have one so replicants can't reproduce but then they're surrounded by humans that can mm. so society largely goes on as it is it's not really there's this big breakdown like children of pen but I think yeah it does have to kind of redefine what it means to be human a lot of people think that the, the legal definition of marriage um, because it does technically in law at least it did I'm not sure if it still does a lot of people think it, it has to do fundamentally with the ability to raise children together mm. or at least if you were in the best of health raise children together that's the, the point of marriage is to give that foundation it's a very traditional view you know that's defining relationships in terms of offspring and I think a, a lot of things are defined are, are, are built around that um, for better or worse I'm not sure if I agree with that at all but yeah, I think I think yeah, the ability to have kids is probably a large part of identity. The fact that they now can gives them I think, gives them a kind of power. Yeah, exactly, and I think it's completed the the one thing they couldn't do was yeah create new life and life outside of a test tube because th- there is a scene where Wallace is in trying to make a replicant that could give birth. You see a replicant being born out of just a packet. Mm. And she just slides onto the floor. It's like, it's like Tilda Rice, isn't it? Yeah. She's like, wax, goes straight on the floor, covered in goo. Mm. It's not nice. And that's the, now they don't have to be born like that. They have control over their own life. Yeah, I, yeah the idea of being raised as well yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Because that's the only thing that humans had an advantage over, I guess. Yeah. That they, but they they're see, natural. They see, yeah, because uh, I, I think in terms of it would give them control of their own destinies because they'd be able to raise each other. Or, mm. But they seem to think that just the idea would, would fundamentally make people... I think people, it would. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think I think it would. I think in terms of other themes, you have this question of reality. Mm. Are, like, are his memories real? Was his relationship real? Are replicants real humans? And what does real mean? And the way it asks that and the way it answers it is quite nuanced. It's, quite, it's not, not, like, too simplistic. Is it real? Kim. You don't like real girls. A real boy needs a real name. Joe. 
what's real. kind of sense so like at first there's this like narrative about order and kind of utilitarian and it turns into like I don't know like Kantian mm. control versus self-sacrifice corporate versus meaningful instead of the, the whole Herod stuff you, he's willing to put his own life on the line it's quite a nice arc with some real ethics behind it yeah. doesn't matter where he comes from it's who he chooses to be he rejects order and imposition in a world otherwise devoid of humanity, I think. Yeah. There's this charge that's often given to the film that it's misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Um, both films, in fact. This is from The Guardian, October the 9th, 2017, so after it was initially released. Um, Blade Runner 2049 has a woman problem, cried the internet this weekend. Uh, tweets and blogs cite the fact that female characters were treated as sex objects and that the narrative was almost entirely driven by men. Outrage quickly spread, including from those who had not yet seen the film. Understandably, Joy has been called a sci-fi fanboy's wet dream. Her own emotional demands dictate whether she is sexy. In a sexy or demure mode, flashback to Arnold Schwarzenegger creating his dream girl in Total Recall. Have you seen that? He makes his dream girl. Um... She's titty. Uh, how are we supposed to admire a hero whose key relationship is with a woman of his own creation? He will submit to his every demand and can be switched off as he pleases. Um, I was reminded of the highly problematic scene in the original in which Deckard, strong arms replicant Rachel, into kissing him. Yeah, we mentioned earlier that um, there's that forced kissing scene and uh, it's just a tit, isn't there? Just comes, it just pops out it's for no reason isn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah. yeah one of the well it's true though isn't it yeah, it's funny it, but I like, love it when people describe tits as popping out yeah. like, <laughs> like, like like there's some kind of spring involved yeah. uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't pop out it's already out one of the re- just your eyes popping out <laughs> so one of the prefer- one of the preplicants I don't know why I was thinking of the word preface one of the penis guns I mean uh, <laughs> one of the preplicants is a erotic dancer or something she has sex with a snake at some live event she's not even the we, we don't, the, yeah she's not the pleasure model she's I don't not know the why. pleasure model she's like the you don't see the snake service it's model it's implied isn't it it's implied like no she will do a miraculous thing with a snake and, and Harrison Ford comes in the room and he, and he puts <laughs> on the, his voice I, I'm from the ethical associate why is he doing oh, that oh the voice he puts on yeah like, no, he's, he's trying to he's, be a nerd isn't he he's, the best player I've ever had. I'm here to talk about animal welfare. <laughs> Skilled? No, he's, he's, well, he's there to talk about like women's welfare. He's like, oh, mm. has anybody asked you to do anything unsavoury? Inappropriate, yeah. And then she's like... I just fucked a snake, mate. What? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think that's... I don't know if that's a comment on misogyny or that's just... They were thinking, oh, Harrison Ford, we can show him donning a disguise and being a good investigative detective. And it's like... I don't know which which that is a commentary or 
him being a super sleuth. I don't really, I don't really know. But I think um, sleuth. I think probably sleuth. So in the second one, so I'll, I'll preface this with, a, with an anecdote. So I was in the pub, Philosophy Society. I was there. Yeah, really? Yeah, you keep editing me out of the story. Right. I, I was pissed out of my fucking... Anyway. Right, so, so our lecturer said to us that Blade Runner, he found it incredibly misogynistic. He was just like, oh, it was a fantastic film, what did you think, Connor? I was like, oh, yeah, I liked it. And he was like, yeah, misogynistic though, wasn't it? So I don't know why there was all this random misogyny in it. So we'll go through the examples one by one, I think. Like, so the one example he said was uh, his girlfriend... That wasn't a girlfriend. That was a, a, a computer-generated Joy. fantasy. Joy. Alexa. She was too perfect. Why was his girlfriend like literally the, the yeah the male vision that like had his dinner on the table as he came in? Kept changing outfits into like increasingly revealing clothes when things got more intimate, and just told him everything you ever wanted to hear. It was super supportive. It's just like well yeah that, that's exactly the point, and that gets subverted <laughs> later yeah. on. It's a uh, it's reverting misogyny. It's saying misogyny is not good. It's it's saying that that's not a realistic idea of a woman. Well, that that was never real. I'm so happy when I'm with you. You don't have to say that. Why wasn't Kay gay? Yeah, that was the other thing. <laughs> oh, it would have been so much better if Kay was gay. How would that have been better? I mean, politically it might have been better, but I'm an awful, I'm awful gay character. I don't know why we haven't... But don't make a big thing of it. That, no, no, that's no, the no. point. That's the point in equality. Being gay is not a tokenistic quirk. It's normal. What's the statistic? Like, There's a lot of them. There's a lot of these gay fellas running around. <laughs> I heard them say it's one in three. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you th- unless the theme is about being different or wanting normalisation, being part of a subculture or being part of somebody, you know, people that are oppressed. Kind of is, though. Yeah, and that, people that are oppressed are women because this is a dystopia. Mm-hmm. And it, because we, we obviously have to look at it and go, ah, oh, that's a dystopia. We have to make that connection somehow. Because it's a sci-fi world, they have to use real-world examples. So rather than go, okay, this is a world in which black people are the oppressors and white people are the state, they're just going to use what we already identify as bad elements to show us that it's... So they're not going to randomly have it be a matriarchy. We need to give you the visual clues and the thematic clues that this is a dystopia through not just visuals, but through the narrative. So we're just going to add in misogyny. Aside from, you know, his his fake girlfriend is fake. Another of his points was the amount of boobs that popped out everywhere. What do you think about that? I think it's the same argument. The bit with Joy... When she calls K, Joe, like the advert. Yeah. Which is like, oh, average Joe. Not only is that telling of a dystopia, the fact that she's just a big naked woman walking around. Yeah. But it's also it's a vital... It's just a big advert. Yeah. But it's also a vital part of his narrative. Yeah. Because it's, his it's world... It's a character-defining yeah. moment, yeah. I don't think it's misogynist. The other bit was when Wallace births that woman out of a... A packet rice. And she's naked. And she's naked, standing there shivering, sort of not really knowing where she is. And he, he has a look at her through his nanobots. <laughs> I don't know if he, he needs to inspect it or he just wants He just to... gives it a feel, doesn't he? He grabs it. I don't think he. Does he have to touch a tit, does he? he? No, not a tit, a stomach. Yeah, and then. 
I think you're on about tits. No. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just give it a feel. Anyway, um, and then, yeah, and then he cuts open her stomach, stomach and, yeah. and she just dies in front of him. Because uh, he's trying to say if she's Brago. Yeah, it's like, mm. and he, yeah, lecturer was just like, why did he cut open a woman's stomach? I was like, because well, you, well, you're not watching. <laughs> <laughs> because he wanted, he wants to be pregnant, and he went, oh, okay. What was the other scene? When Joy gets that woman, and they sort of merge bodies. Yeah. The, she, ho- the hologram yeah, yeah, yeah. merges onto the real woman, the prostitute, and then they have sex. Well, we don't see that, but... thought you weren't interested, murky man. You liked her, I could tell. It's okay. She's real. I want to be real for you. You are real for me. You're a special lady here. What's what's going on there, Joe? I didn't understand. What do you mean? What was that, Lou? No. What you don't understand? Themes. Don't know. There. Joe? I'm clearly too drunk to go. I, I think that scene is, is about him experiencing something that's real, but at the same time experiencing something that isn't. And having conflicted feelings over that, basically. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the strong women in the film, of which there are fucking many. The police chief is a woman. Uh, the, the leader of the recruitment resistance is a woman. I held her as she died. We hid the child and made a vow to keep our secret. That's why Sapper let you kill him. I knew that baby meant we are more than just slaves. If a baby can come from one of us, we are our own masters. More human than humans. A revolution is coming. Yeah. The, um, the the real child is a woman. Is a woman, and she's one of the most three dimensional characters. For the short time we see her, the, the scene with her is so jarring to the rest of the film because mm-hmm. obviously there's as she's making the memories, there are you know trees and shit. Yeah, she's making happiness. Yeah, she's making. She, yeah, it, it's one of the only scenes with genuine happiness. She's the immaculate conception, isn't she? Yeah, basically. I mean, she's like. She's she's the thing that drives the plot, and so the the very the very final thing that my lecturer said was one of the the, the physical antagonists. So not Wallace, but what's her name? Love. That she was just this sadistic, horrible person, and she's clearly much more three dimensional than that. And uh, this idea that well, the idea that a fictional character has to represent a subculture or a demographic like perfectly. They're a fictional character; they don't have to represent anything. They have to represent the character, the plane. Fairy Tale of New York says the word faggot in it. It's written for the eyes of a character who says the word faggot. That doesn't mean that that's necessarily a good thing to say. Hmm. No, it's 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 ridiculous that anybody could think that it's misogyny. It's it's so much more three dimensional than that. And when there is misogyny, it has a narrative reason to be there. And usually, that narrative reason is to define misogyny. It's like films like Twelve Years a Slave, claiming that's racist because it has racism in it. Totally not the point. Mm. That's a good comparison. Yeah. And the fact that one of the women is a prostitute, I mean, she's not a prostitute, that's a cover, because yeah. she's a replicant. She's a spy. She's a replicant spy working for the 
voting for another woman who is a she a replicant? Yeah. Fuck you know. So I guess one thing we haven't mentioned is the music. Because I, I really like the soundtrack. I think like the score from Vangelis and the score from Hans Zimmer for the second film are pretty much on par, different but but decent. And I, I guess they feed into the philosophical themes a little bit, like the the track when we, we see Wallace is really ominous, it's got this male choir, kind of feeds into the fact that he's a demagogue and got the kind of pseudo-religious vibe going on. And of course it's so atmospheric as well. Before we get any more drunk or the conversation derails anymore, yeah, you had a point about how the second film just drops all the Asian stuff, like the city speak, like the the weird language. It's like a hybrid of thirty other languages. Yeah, so in the first one, there was a lot of I don't know. Is it an attempt to try and talk about globalization or anything? Yeah, I think it's like multiculturalism, just like god mental. There's like no discernible culture or nations. Everything's just stuck together I don't know if that's like a commentary on is, is that well, part just some kind of Japanese Spanish German mix <laughs> yeah is, was that like a commentary on that a dystopia has no identity maybe or was it maybe it was just in Chinatown the whole time <laughs> yeah the whole thing <laughs> set in Chinatown but that's dropped from the second one yeah well um, I like the fact that it keeps a lot of the Japanese companies that it had in the original in the background and stuff like Atari and stuff and, and it, it keeps continuity by keeping some of the the companies that actually went under in real life that it predicted would be really big in the year t- 2019 there's, lo- there's a Japanese logo is it the guy from there's one of the hotels isn't there at the end yeah there's that black guy trying to sell him real wood or whatever oh from or, or horse or from Captain Phillips yeah the um, Somali guy I guess mm. yeah there's bits but um, it doesn't seem prevalent are there any black people in the first one mm, not that I know of I can't think of any it's just strange because it's a trope for sci-fi to to imagine that a lot of the time it was a big thing in Star Trek to to have a, a, a black, black woman yeah a black woman on screen kid yeah mm. but also um, the Matrix just has a, a, a massive amount of black people in Zion yeah, because uh, yeah, there's a lot of like weird Rastafari like stuff. <laughs> They've all got like dreadlocks, and it's Zion. And yeah, there's well, a lot of like. But there's also weird... there's also two uh, albino white people with dreadlocks. dreadlocks. <laughs> the twins. <laughs> so kind of reminds it all. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think on that note, we'll uh, we'll say goodbye. So uh, have fun. Cheers.
yeah, hope you enjoyed this conversation. We're getting a bit more on track since that Christmas episode where we, you went a bit mental. Twenty <laughs> seventh <laughs> December, man. Everyone's going for a walk. Did you go for a walk? Yeah. Yeah. Did oh, you have a nice Christmas it. after? No. Oh, well, I had a very nice Christmas, thank you. Okay, that's good. that's good. That was the opposite way around, which I thought it would be, <laughs> considering how much you ranted at the end of that podcast. Yeah, no, I, I've changed my mind. Christmas was great this year. Complete three hundred and sixty. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, it was it was very quaint, very nice. Nice, good. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, sorry. Nah, mine was fine. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, catch you later, alligator. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Do that again. Bye. Bye. That's even worse.